0: For a single soul that she further And stepping in closer CG and TV To Welcome to Living Life. Hey, have you ever sinned and broken God's covenant? I'm sure that you would say yes. You would have to say yes because we were all uh, sinners before we met Christ and we were forgiven uh, of our sins. Jesus perfectly forgave us of our sins. But the thing is, is that the question for the Israelites, uh, because the covenant that God had made with the Israelites was based upon obedience and the, the Israelites disobeyed God. They disobeyed God in chapter 32 uh, when they uh, created uh, and they made, through Aaron, a golden calf. And God had already said, in, do not worship any graven images or any idols. God was trying to prevent idolatry among the Israelites, but they went ahead anyway and created made this golden calf, which was a direct sin against God. So... Do you think God would have been justified in nullifying his covenant with the people? He probably would have been justified, but God is a God of mercy and grace and faithfulness. So in faithfulness to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God did not nullify his covenant. So let's take a look at the passage and see exactly what God did and how this actually played out.
1: Exodus chapter 34 verses 10 through 26 Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you Before all your people I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you Obey what I command you today. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare among you. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and cut down their Asherah poles. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land, for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you choose some of their daughters as wives for your sons, and those daughters prostitute themselves to their gods, they will lead your sons to do the same. Do not make any idols. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv, for in that month you came out of Egypt. The first offspring of every womb belongs to me, including all the firstborn males of your livestock, whether from herd or flock. Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem all your firstborn sons. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. Celebrate the festival of weeks with the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year, all your men are to appear before the sovereign Lord, the God of Israel. I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory, and no one will covet your land when you go up three times each year to appear before the Lord your God. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast, and do not let any of the sacrifice from the Passover festival remain until morning. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, as we look at this covenant, uh, as we look at the promises that God made uh, to the Israelites, uh, God does not nullify the covenant because God's faithfulness to the patriarchs, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, and his promises. Uh, and his faithfulness to his promises does not allow him to uh, to nullify the covenant. He actually renews the covenant uh, in this particular passage. Uh, and he renews the covenant, and he, and he says, uh, if you obey my commands, I will certainly drive out the people who are living in the land that I am sending you to. So God talks about his power and his provision will be with the people, but he wants to remind them of the regulations under this Mosaic covenant Uh, So that they will remember when they go into the land uh, about these regulations, and they won't, uh, when they go to the land, they will remain holy. They will remain set apart for God and set apart uh, unto Him and set apart from the people of the land. Uh, Because uh, God is telling them once you go into the land and you make treaties with these people, uh, and then you intermarry with them. Uh, they're going to uh, eventually cause you to begin to worship their idols and their gods. You must break down their altars, uh, and you must not worship their gods or idols. Um, And then God says something very interesting. He says, my name is Jealous. Now, when we think of Jealous, we think of it always in a negative sense, Jealous. But here God is using the sense of I have a jealous love for you as a people, Uh, because I'm the one who not only created you, but I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. And he's jealous for him against any other god, any other idol that would come between uh, these Israelites and God. Is there any idol? Is there any image? Is there anything uh, that you worship that comes between you and God? Uh, Because it is an idol, and God He's jealous for you. He has a jealous love for his people. Uh, so when we look, we look at this God is reminding them of these things when they go into uh, the promised land, the land of Canaan. Uh, he's also uh, reminds them also to continue to celebrate uh, the feast. Um, there are three feasts in particular that he wants them to celebrate: the feast of the unleavened bread the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Pentecost. Now, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, if you remember, uh, when uh, the tenth plague came upon the Egyptians, which was the plague of the firstborn of every man and every animal, Uh, after that plague came about, uh, Pharaoh released the people. He let the people go, but they had to leave Egypt in a hurry so they really couldn't make uh, bread with yeast in it. So they, they ate the unleavened bread. So this feast commemorates that time when the the plague of the first, the death of the firstborn, because of the tenth plague, allowed them to be able to leave Egypt. He also tells them to celebrate the feast of weeks. Uh, the Feast of Weeks is really also it's also called the Feast of Fr- uh, First Fruits, and that is connected with Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead because Jesus was the first fruits, and we are those who will come after Him. Uh, so the final uh, feast that He tells us to celebrate, uh, He told these Jews to celebrate, was the Feast of Pentecost. Now Pentecost was celebrated fifty days after the feast. A week, 50 days after the resurrection, Uh, and Pentecost was a commemoration of the coming of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus talked about in Joel 2:28, that He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And we see the culmination of the Spirit being poured out in Acts chapter 2, uh, where uh, the Holy Spirit came as with tongues of fire. So He's telling them to celebrate these feasts. Uh, and, and, and he 's also telling them about uh, as, he, as he talks to me he 's reminding them of the covenant and he 's renewing the covenant with them now there was the this mosaic covenant, but jesus there was a promise for a new covenant that would come later on. You see the Mosaic covenant uh, dealt with uh, animal sacrifices dealt with uh, Ten Commandments uh, but the new covenant would we would have, there would be one sacrifice once and for all. Jesus Christ, who would be our perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb. The old covenant was sealed with the blood of animals, but the new covenant is sealed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, who is our perfect Passover lamb. The old covenant was temporary, or the Mosaic covenant was temporary, but we will see going forward that the new covenant is eternal. So we live uh, today under the new covenant, but these, uh, these Jews and these Israelites at this time were looking forward uh, to the one who would bring and would establish a new covenant, who would be, this would be Jesus Christ. The Bible even says uh, that one, someone would be raised out of that Israelite community, a descendant would come forth who would be the one Who would be the messiah who will lead who will lead the people we know that messiah today as jesus christ so god the point here is god is faithful to his covenant even his name yahweh his name as that was that he passed before we know moses yahweh yahweh covenant meaning the covenant god who is faithful to his promises you can be certain that if God has promised you eternal salvation, that he's faithful to his promise. Not only is he faithful, but if we took take a look at Ephesians chapter 2, uh, and in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, and then also we take a look at Ephesians chapter 1, uh, 13, and 14, it tells us that he gives us a deposit of the promised Holy Spirit, which is a guarantee of our inheritance to the praise of God's, of those who are God's possession. So we can look to, to God today and know that He will come through on His promise to us. God is faithful to His promises. The Lord, the Lord, the covenant God uh, we are in covenant with God, and today, if you don't know the Lord and you're not in covenant with God, with the Lord, you can be today. So let's go before the Lord and let's pray about that. Father, we just thank you for this time, this opportunity. We pray for those who are in covenant with you, and even today, who, those who are in Christ. If there's someone, Father, in this broadcast who is not in covenant with you, in Christ with you, I pray, O God, that their condition will be changed to their new status in Christ Jesus. As they seek, you repent, and as they seek your face, and as they seek your forgiveness, Father. I pray, O God, that, they will, that you will receive them unto yourself, Father, and that they might uh, become your child, and they have the right to be called, the child of God. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.